So Conan O'Brien has been chasing one guest for 30 years. And it had become kind of a thing with people that are into the Conan O'Brien show, how he, like, has recorded videos and tweeted at this guy and sent him cakes and, uh, like, camped outside his house and all these different things. I remember the gag, but I can't remember who it was. Robert Caro, the author of all the Lyndon Johnson books, finally has agreed to sit down with Conan O'Brien. Wow. And uh, they're going to do it in a podcast form. I heard a long interview with him. Taylor's or... What's that? About LBJ's tailors yes, and what was most, that was like? Mostly about, pants. mostly about the fit of his pants. Mostly about the fit of his pants. Let's see if you can't leave me about it. Oh, the age from the, where the zipper ends uh, around uh, under my back to my bunghole. Oh, that is uh, history right there, folks. That's a <laughs> sitting president of the United States. The only reason I bring it up is if you've never read any of those books, they're so friggin' good. Bill yeah. Clinton, George Will, a lot of people think it's the greatest political biography we've got in our nation's history, and it's so friggin' good. It's just it's just the history of politics in the twentieth century seen through LBJ. But anyway, the last volume of it's supposed to be coming out soon, and he's going to sit down with Conan O'Brien and talk about it, which would probably be good. As I've said um, uh, a couple of times recently, mostly I'm reading dumb musician autobiographies, enjoying them very thoroughly. But um, it's it's about the times. That's what's so interesting. Yeah, reminding you of of, of everything that's changed and. While I was while I was reading about this, I was reminded because I read Path to Power. I don't remember which one it was. The second volume, I think, and it's fully laid out by Robert Caro, who who gets beat up by some people for being a lefty and by some people for being a a, a right winger trying to destroy LBJ. So he gets it from all sides, and he says he just does the research and writes what happens. LBJ absolutely 100% guaranteed he tracked down the people who did it and interviewed him, stole the 1948 senatorial election in Texas mm-hmm. fraudulently, which got him into the Senate, which allowed him to become the master of the Senate, which allowed him to become the vice president of Kennedy, which allowed him to become president. I mean, that whole thing started with stealing that Senate seat. And if he hadn't done that, None of that other stuff would have happened, more than likely. And it could be argued a different person in charge of the Vietnam War would have made very different decisions during his tenure. Uh, Yeah, it's hard to say. but Or civil rights legislation Uh, might not have happened. On the other side of the coin. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, it's interesting. He literally stuffed the ballot box, right? It was he had people doing it, uh, you know. Well, yeah, not him personally, but it was it was good old timey. Oh, fictional votes rural counties dead people etc rural counties in a place like texas in the 40s i mean there was just there was nobody to keep track of if you if you if the person in charge of that county was on your side that's just the way elections were all across the county yeah. it's baffling to across me across the country yeah yeah across the country that anybody born before i guess me in 19 how you just weren't a constant criminal always <laughs> it was impossible oh, yeah. that, unless oh, yeah. they caught you putting the slip in the box they they had nothing on you. Even yeah. even, and even then, there is no way to like whip out your iPhone and videotape it or anything. Right. So you have to no. take their word. That's what for he it. said. <laughs> yeah, it it is the amount of criminality that it must have gone on back in the day sure. all around the world. You got the local sheriff and his deputies quite literally opening ballot boxes, going through them. There's a vote for Jones. That's in the trash. There's Smith. Good. There's Jones. <laughs> trash. Smith. Good. Right. How did that not happen at every single election? Morality, Sean. Morality. I think it happened a Something lot. Something you ought to read about a little bit. Hmm? I think it happened a lot. Um. So the Democrats in the modern times today had a big conference call on Monday. Well, wait a minute. Kennedy, the, the guy he served under. Joe Kennedy stole the election in Chicago. 
which swayed Illinois. But I think that's just the way politics... That's the Illinois swears. I think that's the way politics just worked for a long time. It was whoever could steal it the best. (laughs) Yeah, to a certain extent. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, when I used to coach soccer, I used to tell the the players, girls sometimes, boys sometimes, they would be whining always about the, uh, the referees or what the other team was doing. And I said, look, the rules are what the referee is calling today. That's the reality. Adjust to it. They're knocking you down. Knock them down. They bring a knife. You bring a gun. <laughs> That's the Chicago way. <laughs> exactly. And then they'd cry, and I'd say, I'm sorry. And the league would ask me to go home. And Anyway, good time. <laughs> good memories. That sounds like fun. The league, would, they'd say, why are you here? You're not the coach. And you'd get back in your car. But I am coaching, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> right, right. You right. would just see a soccer game and get out of your car and walk over and start, start barking out children. orders. Yeah, <laughs> listen, the rules are what the ref is calling. They knock you down. You knock them down, sir. We said a hundred feet. <laughs> <laughs> the judge was specific. People are on their cell phones. He's back. So the Democrats in modern times had a conference call on Monday as uh, Nancy Pelosi tries to ride herd over her uh, her group of people there. That is mostly moderates, left out of the story a lot. Sure. The great uh, electoral victory in the midterms was almost exclusively moderate districts. Who aren't digging talk of felons voting and eliminating cars. And reparations and the rest of yeah. it. Yeah. So here's how some of the uh, the thing went. Now, I don't know if was this released. Was this supposed to come out? I don't know. It was in the New York Times, a bunch of stuff. Representative Susan Bonamici of Oregon and Stephen Cohen of Tennessee raised a different possibility as they had been discussing impeachment. Oh, whether yeah, that was the main to, topic, right? Yeah, whether or not they wanted to go forward with impeachment. And Nancy is saying no. How about voting to censure the president, the people on the call say? We have to save our democracy. This isn't about Democrats or Republicans. It's about saving our democracy. What's, censure. Yeah, what's the difference between a, a censure? Well, a censure is almost nothing. I can't imagine how that would... So you basically would say, we officially say that was bad what he did. We don't like him. And you got the majority, so you pass it and say it's official. What you he did are was bad. censured, sir. And that is literally all there is to it. But it happens now and then. Yeah. And then the, the, the media makes a big deal out of this is the first time a president has ever been censured. So it's like a certificate that they mail to Trump <laughs> yeah, and he puts less. on his exactly. desk or something? Yeah, or? It's the flip side of everybody gets a trophy, Sean. Yeah. Everybody wow. gets a censure. <laughs> who, who got censured recently and they made a, tried to make a big deal out of it, but it was nothing? I think it was a Republican. I don't know. I have trouble remembering things that matter. <laughs> Boehner got censured, didn't was it? He? Was it the uh, Steve King Maybe. But, but anyway, it was a, one of these, the media report tries to make a big deal out of it. Nobody yeah. cares. It doesn't mean anything. And, and hey, but it's, this is about saving our democracy. That's hogwash. Please. God, that, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's, well, it's it's partly age and partly just my, my demeanor and the way I see life. All this frantic hand-waving about saving the democracy. The democracy's fine. Trump's own party is reining them in. The courts are reining them in. Congress is held by the Democrats. The democracy's okay. I mean, it's crumbling, but not for the reasons you're citing. We must begin impeachment proceedings and investigate if the President of the United States committed impeachable offenses, said Representative Ilhan Omar, Democrat of Minnesota. Oh, I tell you what, we're not done with her. She said something wacky the other day about the Black Hawk Down attacks in Mogadishu. She is trouble. 
After a bunch of people had talked, Nancy Pelosi jumped in and said, I know it's going to take courage on the part of all of our members to stick with a program that might not be as fast as they want. According to a, a, a person that was on the call. Okay, so this was leaked out. You know, that that reminds me so much of what I'll say when I drive up to a Little League game. I'll say, we got to be patient, guys. (laughs) We're down three runs. Patience. Again, they make me go home. (laughs) So I was was watching my son's soccer yesterday, seven- to nine-year-old soccer. Oh, that's fun. uh, That's fun times. There's not enough passing. There's almost no passing. If anybody gets a kick at the ball, they just kick it as hard as they can. Sure. I mean, that's pretty much what happens. Dude, they got one kid who can dribble with it, and he runs roughshod. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do they do what my mom described when I used to play soccer as beehive ball, where it's just a swarm sure. of kids chasing yeah, the, the ball? The coach is doing a good job of getting them away from that, but it's a, it's an ongoing effort, and then it breaks down very quickly. Sure. Then it is a bee, beehive again. No so discipline! It's it's interesting how how much of it at that age is just... either Some, peop, some people have more athletic skill than the other, but a lot of it's just the two main things, as I was observing. Aggressiveness, mm-hmm. just how aggressive you are. Some mm-hmm. people aren't, aren't. Some people aren't. I right. wasn't. My son's not really, but some people are. And uh, and then how much you're paying attention or or care? Combination of paying attention and care. Some some kids really care. Mm-hmm. Like they're watching the whole thing and care. There are other kids that you know they want to win because winning feels good, but um, they just they're not that into it. And they think right. about it some of the time, but then they stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's a puddle, maybe they'll splash in it for a sec. Exactly. Or maybe you start doing the. The, this flossing dance for a little bit. <laughs> you know, that, re- that reminds me so much of my, my eldest, Caitlin, who we called the Enigma for, for years. It turns out she's on the autism spectrum, and we didn't know it. But um, I coached her in soccer a number of years, which was a semi-bad idea, honestly, although at least I could. I knew what I was in for coaching her, so I guess it was a good idea, ultimately, but... She just could not be motivated. She didn't care much, didn't try very hard. Then one game, one game, she decided for whatever reason, yeah, I'm into this, played like a monster. Gave her all sorts of praise. The I think she may have had another coach at that point, gave her all sorts of praise. Next game, she was back to checking out. Hmm. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Well, honey, what about last week? When the the way you played last week, that was something. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, the soccer I was watching last night, the majority are in the kind of care, kind of don't. Yeah. I mean, so it's just a couple of kids that are like paying attention the whole time. Yeah. And care, so they they really do well. But the other kids don't care that those kids are doing well, right? Because they're just like, I don't. Is it ignorance or apathy? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> and specifically that, I don't even know if it's necessarily aggression, but just a comfortable when, a comfortableness with bumping into somebody, a phys- yeah, yeah, being uh, comfortable with the physicality of, of sports. Aggression might be the wrong word. Or, well, it's That's aggression. a good word. Yeah. It's, it's a good word, but it's just, like, I'm going to run really fast at that person. I'm a little uncomfortable with I'm going to make them get out of my way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the other kids just, you know, I don't, I don't want, oh, you were there first. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. That was me. That was me. That was me too. I, I was the puddle jumper and like, oh, it looks like you really want this. <laughs> so yeah, you go two, ahead. You two babies. When I was an eleven year old pitcher, I was thrown behind kids' heads just to send a message. I own the inside half. You still want to be in Little Lane? <laughs> and then they would go home crying. I knew if I got a kid crying, he was a strikeout. <laughs> I will finish up what Nancy Pelosi said to her caucus coming up in just a moment. Drill the kid with one and throw one at his mom in the stands. That's the kind of competitor I was. I was the Ty Cobb of my little league. Luckily, my childhood doesn't care that much. Has a dad who doesn't care that much. So it's not like I'm 
all the drive home. How come you didn't get that ball? Send them to me. I'll take care of them. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, extra large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Just so that we're clear, every time we step on this field, our goal is to be a winner. And if your dad has said, oh, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, just as long as you have fun, well, I hate to say it, your dad's a loser. Okay? So let's get, a, let's get our hands in. That team's pretty good. But we are gooder. So let's go gooder on three. Let's go gooder on three. Here we go. Hands in. Hands in. Hands in. in. Come on. Talk to your English teacher here. Gooder on three. One, two, three. Gooder. Your dad's a loser. (laughs) Now that's a message. Um, Five takeaways from the uh, town hall the other night, which fits fits into the conference call they had the other day, the Democrats. Oh, and the latest AOC controversy, Jack. Stay with us. So I mentioned a little of this earlier. So there's a big CNN five hours worth of town halls for the 2020 Democrats. I love it. The so-called debates are stupid. We were talking about this the other day. They're useless for choosing a candidate. Or you get 90 seconds on the economy. You get 90 seconds on Iran. You, I don't know, 90 seconds on whatever, fire safety. Tell us why you want to be president. Right. Um, Yeah, the town halls are way better. And so you had Klobuchar, Warren, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, and Pete Buttigieg. They're all there. Uh, Here's your five takeaways. This is from, who wrote this? Uh, Aiden McLaughlin. Do you know what? Uh, From 538. Okay. Thanks to Bernie Sanders, felony voting rights are now a primary issue, which is interesting. And uh, as we pointed out throughout the show several times, Bernie was hardcore. People in prison should get to vote. Kamala Harris went with the really weak. That's something that should be talked about. Yeah, do we have that clip? Play that, because that's, that's our go-to. Just get used to these words. Here they are, the words. But people who are in... Convicted in prison, like the Boston Marathon bomber, on death row, people who are convicted of sexual assault, they should be able to vote? I think we should have that conversation. (laughs) She's a former prosecutor. Please. Buttigieg was a firm no, just a flat no. Should uh, people in prison be allowed to vote? No. That's the simple, easy answer that can get you elected president. Yes. Um, Democrats are split on, on impeachment. That's the other thing we learned. They ask every candidate where they stood on Trump's impeachment. Warren got to serious plaudits from Democrats for coming out swinging on the issue, saying, absolutely, you got to impeach him. Nah, she's desperate. Uh, Kamala Harris made news by calling on Congress to initiate impeachment proceedings. The other three candidates less eager. Klobuchar punted, saying it's up to the House. Sanders called for a thorough investigation. Buttigieg said Trump has made pretty, made pretty clear he deserves impeachment, but added he would leave it up to Congress. Well, this, is, this shows you how cowardly candidates are. To say, look, I can't stand Trump, but I think if we initiate impeachment, that gets him reelected. 
I think we get him booted out in the election. That's how we get rid of him. I mean, is that so dangerous a thing to express? The biggest applause line came from Buttigieg. Uh, earned himself thunderous applause for a question he refused to answer. They would ask him about the going back and forth between him and Mike Pence about gay stuff and hate and everything. And uh, Buttigieg said, I'm not a master fisherman, but I know bait when I see it, and I'm not going to take it. You know, that was That's a, a clever point. line. He's he's getting it. He's having it both ways, though. I mean, because he has absolutely initiated this fake feud with Pence. Yeah, but uh, it is wise not to uh, continue it when you don't, not on your terms. Only on your terms, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the way I would do it. Yep. Smart guy. Um, but anyway, since you brought up impeachment, the other day they had a conference call, Nancy Pelosi, with all her House members, and they were talking a lot about impeachment and all that sort of stuff. And Nancy said, I know it's going to take courage on the part of all of our members to stick with a program that might not be as fast as they want. But again, I confess to you, and I say this to even my good friend Val Demings, who I have in the highest esteem, that's somebody who said you got to impeach. I'm not struggling with this decision. In other words, I've decided right. we're not going to do this. Right. So it's off the table. The article went on Val to... Val Dennings? Yeah. Was that the name that sounds made up? It does sound made up. I wonder if that's not even a real person. Mm. That's my um, guess. The article went out to point out uh, nothing in the Constitution says you have to commit it a, had to commit a crime to get impeached. It's whatever Congress determines is a high crime, and that can be anything. Or misdemeanor. It can be anything. We'll call it what you want. This is enough to impeach him. Parking in a handicap zone. Yeah, we don't like it. No orange presidents they could decide. If they got the majority vote, you could take that. What's He's coming not going to make America great again. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? New details about the Boy Scouts' so-called perversion files. Ugh. Welcome to the race, Joe Biden. And store cameras are watching you for their data files. Next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So the stock market with some new record highs yesterday. The positive Sean portfolio must have been doing well, but we're, we've recovered everything we lost, at least in some of the indexes. S&P's up 17.3% for the year, Jack. Unemployment's at an all-time low in the country, and for a number of minority groups, it's the lowest it's ever been. And this number out on Pennsylvania now has the lowest unemployment numbers they've ever had in their state's history. That's one of your major swing states. Mm. Now, where will that be? Five hundred and six, five hundred and fifty-nine days from now. Who knows? I'm not going to talk about Joe Biden getting in unless you point a gun at me. Except to say this: the Upper Midwest, you know, you're the Rust Belty states and those close to it that Trump famously won, which got him the election. Biden's clearly the guy. He that lane is the lane through those states, yeah. So that's a powerful thing, no doubt. Uh, on the other hand, you know, if the economy's roaring like it is, and the people in those states are doing pretty dang well, you know, I'm, I'm not change, sure anybody can take them. Do you change horses then? Probably not. Probably and there's no not. chance the economy continues at this pace for 559 more days. Just historically, it doesn't work. No, that but way. It, it almost doesn't have to, though, as long as it doesn't, you know, take a dump. Pardon it, me. That's uh, some really oh, frank wow. talk, folks. Yeah, I'm, very wow. I'm sorry. No. I just, I'm, Trying I to have a highbrow economics yeah, discussion. Yeah, exactly. And then right. he weighs in with that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Got a dirty mind. Let's so get to sorry. the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, more accusations are flying, and what lies ahead this year for the Boy Scouts of America could be the most fateful chapter of its entire 109 year history. 
Yeah, I'd say, and it should be. Sexual abuse settlements already have strained the Scouts' finances, and states now have been moving in recent months to adjust their statute of limitations laws so that victims of long-ago sexual abuse can now sue for damages. And that is what is apparently is shaping up. Back in 2012, the existence of the Boy Scouts' so-called perversion files was made public. But a new investigation shows more than 7,800 men are on the list, and that number is only expected to grow. Victims' rights attorney Jeff Anderson... They think it's going to grow from the 8,000 they've got now. Oh, Good it's almost, almost certainly going to, yeah. Victims' rights attorney Jeff Anderson telling ABC News the history behind the Boy Scouts' perversion files. Since 1944, the Boy Scouts of America, when they got a complaint or concern about a scout leader, they would make a file on him and either keep him or remove him, but create a file called the perversion file. Anderson says he's planning to file a multitude of lawsuits against the scouts and demand they turn over all their files on sex abuse. If the Catholic Church and the priests, they spend every day reading, thinking, praying about morality and can't do the right thing. And then you've got doctors who take an oath to do the right thing, can't do the right thing in the case of that gymnast doctor or some of the swimming doctors. And I, volleyball and I, soccer. I, don't, I just and, don't right. think there's any realm of human behavior where you're not going to have this problem. Right. Apparently, there are way more people that want to molest than I ever thought. I don't know what as a percentage it is or what, but it's just way more people than you would think. Former Vice President Joe Biden is expected to roll out his long-anticipated presidential campaign tomorrow morning, and fellow Democrat and rival in the nomination race, Senator Kamala Harris, wishing him well. But people who are in... Convicted in prison, like the Boston Marathon bomber oh. on death row. People I'm who are wrong sorry, that's wrong clip. Assault. That is definitely the wrong clip. Yes, an outrage. <laughs> the good clip is good. Yeah. Can we find the good clip? The right clip? Let me. Uh, is that possible? I know Sean has it. Do you have it there, Sean? Which one are you looking for? We're looking for the welcome. Yeah, uh, welcome aboard. One Joe. Kamala Harris. One. Yes. Ah. Farm Joe. <laughs> I adore Joe, Joe Biden, and, and I think he has to make whatever decision is, is best for him. Okay, it was just him. It was just Arm beyond Joe. It was just beyond our capabilities to play that. That's fine. Um, I I wonder if maybe Joe Biden shouldn't have stayed out even longer, just until every op-ed piece in every major newspaper is we're going to lose to Trump with Bernie or whoever they're talking right about. Right in on the white horse, and then be the okay right. time for a grown-up. Time for a regular Democrat. You remember regular Democrats? Friendly to labor and all that sort of stuff, but not crazy? That's yeah. me right here. I wonder if he should have just waited. That's a, it's a gamble. It is a gamble. Technology is being pitched now to retailers that uses cameras placed in stores to guess things like a shopper's age, gender, and even their mood as they walk by the camera. How dare you assume, assume my gender? Just because of my appearance. How dare you? I've got resting... Like people have been doing since the dawn of time. Right. i got resting bitchy face. <laughs> and yes, I, you do. An algorithm that assumes my mood is it's just going to always think that I'm a... Uh, yeah. These cameras are going to be focused even on what you're eyeing on the shelves in order to target you with real-time ads on in-store <laughs> video screen. Oh, what the What? It's being touted as hey, a way I notice to- you're looking at deodorant there. A little smelly. Why don't you try this product from Gillette? 
<laughs> That's pretty much what we're talking about. Yeah. Sure. You look at a deodorant, boosh, there's the screen. Here you or go. Maybe Here's you're looking fish. at the candy rack, and why don't you keep moving to our diet section, Jumbo? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's being touted as a way. It's being touted as a way to compete with online sellers who have access to all kinds of data about consumers and what they buy. I think we're going to have a mass revolt against advertising at some point. Not radio advertising, which works and is oh, uh, certainly not, and is sparse and not uh, not annoying and high of brow, but uh, that just nonstop. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. The emailing me. So I bought your product, and now you send me 50 emails a day. Right. Do you think that makes me want to use your product more? No, it does not. It makes me hate you. In the NBA playoffs, a good night for Portland. A three-pointer for the game. Yeah! <laughs> Blazers guard Damian Lillard hitting that 37-foot game-winning buzzer beater, completing the Game 5 comeback. They advance past the Oklahoma City Thunder. Blazers take on uh, take out the Thunder rather one eighteen to one fifteen. And the Warriors hosted the Clippers tonight. Game oh, five in their series. The decisive game five, unless it's not decided. Golden State up three to one on LA. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> Four hours of breaking down the Joe Biden candidacy tomorrow. <laughs> Not gonna happen. We'll talk about old Joe. Why not? I'm yoking, of course. I don't think he's got it in him. I really don't. You mean just energy wise? Well, he's very old. He looks old. He sounds old. And he just, he's tried before and he's just, he's kind of a flawed candidate. Now, you think he got railroaded the last time. I know he did. The plagiarism thing. I know he did. That was completely, that was just bad journalism. Label this part of the podcast, Jack is soft on plagiarism. That's just bad journalism. Now, the him being a bad candidate's true. Running against other people similar to him. That ain't the case this time. Mm. That's a bunch of people out there that, for a lot of America, are whack jobs. Right. That might make the difference. I don't know. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Yeah, it's Britney. So, so Britney, Britney Spears put out a video yesterday on Instagram to allay fears from her fans, address rumors that she was being held captive against her will. I didn't know that rumor was going around. Yes, indeed. But she put out a video and she posted in which she said, Hi, all. I wanted to say things that are being said have just gotten out of control. I'm okay. There's been rumors. There's been death threats to my family. I just want to make tell you everything's okay. She sounded like a crazy person explaining how she's not a crazy person. Right. Is what happened there. I don't know what's going on with poor Brittany, but... Well, her fans uh, going crazy that she's being held against her will. The people should not be allowed to vote <laughs> who were any part of that. <laughs> right. Seriously. Right. Online hashtag free Britney. How about this, Bernie? All will compromise. Right. Felons can vote. Yes. People who engaged in the Britney thing can't. Right. How about oh. Fair enough. And uh, yesterday we uh, said bad things. I said bad things about the Samsung Galaxy Fold because most reviewers who got one, it broke as soon as they got it. But here's USA Today saying, hey, we used it. Ours worked for the past week anyway, and it's pretty cool. 
Um, it's a it's it's a big phone like the big phones that are out there now, but you unfold it and then it's seven point three inches across for the whole screen. So think of it like your new big sized screen phones, and then double the width is yeah. essentially what these new things are. They they weigh a significantly amount more than than your current generation of smartphones as well, but they well, also cl- fold out me, into a bigger. It's screen. clear to me this isn't the one. But the fact that this technology yes. is here, this is this is going to be the future of all phones. This is like a prototype car at those yeah. auto shows. Yeah, exactly. So it's out there and it can be used. You're not going to buy it. It's $2,000. But soon we're all going to have phones that unfold and we'll have a big old screen. Like this guy said he was watching the NBA playoffs on it and that sort of stuff. And it was fine. Huh. I'm going to get one that's like a Venetian blind that just rolls up. I wear it like a bow tie. Then I can pull it down. And like there's <laughs> and then just hold it up. Here's the video. Yep, that's going to be me. And then when I'm done, I just pull it down again just enough to where it snap rolls back up. <laughs> right. Back into your bow tie. <laughs> Beautiful. Patent pending. So the latest AOC controversy, and this is, well, this is proof of what I've been talking about a lot, but. In the wake of the horrific uh, killings at the mosques in uh, New Zealand, AOC tweeted 14 times about it. About white supremacy and, and respect and peace and guns and the rest of it. She has not tweeted anything at all about the slaughter of Christians in Sri Lanka. That is a rather intriguing contrast, I would suggest. We talked about this a little bit the other day, but it's so obvious, and it's so common on the left. Xenophilia. You just you have to signal that you are in favor of everything that's either not white or Christian or American. And male. And, and male, right. And to not have the consistency to say those other people well she in fact she actually slaughtered about can you imagine not feeling safe in your uh, place of worship about the people shot down in the mosque by a monster um but has had nothing to say about this it's just but it's not it, it you know that there are a lot of people this way somebody who's in a mosque praying is uh Interesting and good and devoutly religious. A Christian in a church is a bad person. Right. You probably are against gay marriage and voted for Trump and all kinds of different things that I hate. Right. So you're a bunch of weirdos. Every other religion is deeply spiritual and interesting, and I'm... It must be respected. Yeah. Yeah, in spite of the fact that, for instance, in, in Islam, the vast majority of Muslims around the world have views that are antithetical to progressives in the U.S. Of course. But that's what... That's why it's a philia to me. It's... It's it's beyond affection. It's an unnatural attraction too. It it trumps logic. It trumps reasonableness. Just this desperate urge to self hate, uh, to hate your country, hate your race, whatever. It's just it's very strange. It's 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 a, a widespread neurosis. It's a contagious insanity to me. Um, why you would not condemn this? The, the, the killing of 359 people, children. Pretty damned awful. Men, women, the young, the old, tourists, the devout, by, by the Islamists. That's terrible. And, and, and again, I mean, I said this the other day, but I think it's a point worth making. The New Zealand thing, the white, the, well, he wasn't a white supremacist per se, although I may, he may have actually had those views, but he was an anti-Muslim uh, guy. He was one idiot. Now, it's worth 
you know, coming down against his philosophy by all means, but he's he's not doing anything else. There's right. no need to condemn this, him. This is an international network with who knows how many hundreds or thousands of people involved. Right, which is trying to do this stuff on an ongoing basis. So where are you, AOC? Not that I actually care, but I thought it was interesting. I don't care what she thinks about nothing. Speaking of religion... I came across these stats, and this was these were pointed to as an example of how less religious we are in America than we used to be, which is no doubt true, but it's still much more than you would get through the mainstream media. This is one of those, if you take in the world through the mainstream media, get misled. Uh, for much of the last 70 years, at least as far back as this goes, m- church membership was around 70% in this country. It has gone down quite a bit, but it's still at 50%. Mm. 50% of Americans are a member of a church. I mean, you've gone far enough that you actually have a membership in a church, 50%. I don't think you would guess that from the way you take it through the media. No. And also, percentage of people that identify with a religion. You're not necessarily a member of a church. You, you, you are, or you just identify with a specific religion. It's 89% for a, the older crowd, almost 90%. Generation X, it's 80%. And even for millennials... It's almost 70% that identify with a religion, as in I would identify as Christian. Right, right. Or Jewish or Muslim or whatever. Yeah. Which is, again, a lot higher than you would think, by the way you take it through the media. Absolutely valid point. On the other hand, that's a shocking trend line. Oh, yeah. 10% per generation, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that goes. Or, or and you know, you, could argue, and you could argue whether it's good or bad. But um, there's still a lot more people given the fact that there was so little credit given to the fact that these were Christians that were attacked on the other side of the world. There are a lot of people in America that are Christians, including Democrats. Right, right, yeah. The uh, the U.N. keeps track of this, and, and the State Department's supposed to, but I don't think they've filled that position yet. Um, that If you look at it year by year, anything from five to eight to 14,000, I think, was the high point. Um, of Christians are killed for being Christian every year um, around the globe. So it's thousands, many thousands in some years, when, which have been particularly horrific. And uh, somebody was making the point I was listening to the other day that uh, it, across the Middle East, and this is trend, uh, this is troubling, speaking of trend lines, that there was an active, thriving Christian community in uh, Iraq for years and years. Um, it's always been a little rough in Saudi Arabia, especially since the 70s, but... Um, Islam crushing Christianity is on the rise in the Middle East. It's not becoming more enlightened. It's becoming less. Not good. It's final thoughts with A-N-G. Hopefully no more Hitler What does he say there, Tim? Hopefully no more Hitler dings. Okay. Here's your host, Joe Getty. (laughs) All right. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the team. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. I just got a text from uh, my next door neighbor who wanted to warn me. The turkeys are back again. Heads up. We have got like a a whole gang of turkeys that roam through the neighborhood. It's called a gaggle. A gang, a gaggle. You know, I don't even know if a it's bunch, a gaggle. A it's bunch not of birds, a gaggle. A bunch a of herd. birds. A menaced herd. by turkeys, yes. the Marshall Phillips story. Yeah. 
Michelangelo, final thought. I'm off to buy paint to decorate my car with the Biden 2020 logo. Last year, I painted the side of my condo with O'Malley 2016. Hopefully, this one will go better this year. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, group of turkeys is called the rafter or a flock. A rafter, all right. Hey, um, positive Sean, final thought. Ten-year-old Sarah Hinesley won a National Handwriting Award contest. Oh, by the way, she was born with no hands. Tell me more about your excuse on why you're not doing the things you're trying to do in your life. There you oh, go. Oh, man. There you go. Yeah. Jack, final thought. Last night after my son scored a goal in his uh, little soccer scrimmage at practice, when the coach turned his back, he did a little dab. Not a full dab, but a little dab. Oh, my. Just a... Just a... Just kind of a... It wasn't even though, but like this high. Oh, very sudden. he knew it was a bad idea. Many. Just barely did it. Many dab. So my uh, college kid, uh, her computer went uh, belly up, and so she's shopping for a new one right now. And I gave her a price range, and her boyfriend, who's a great kid, but uh, he keeps recommending more expensive ones than I said was cool. This is why socialism won't work. He's not paying a tab, so he's thinking, yeah, what's the difference? Come on! Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. What, Sean? He's trying to get one ready for virtual reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not happening. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Tony Stark is in the 1%. Armstrong and Getty.